Welcome to the Business with Bordeaux podcast, where we're bringing basic business tips to entrepreneurs and the future leaders of tomorrow. Let's get down to business. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Business with Bordeaux podcast. I thank you for joining me here on the show for another week. And I want to thank you for tuning in every week and checking out the show. I hope there has been value provided for you. And I thank you for uh, for returning every week. And uh, before we get started with this week's interview with Mr. Ernest Ricks, a.k.a. Ricks and Sear from Trackstars, I want to thank our patrons for the show. Uh, if you want to become a patron yourself, you can head over to businesswithbordo.com And there's a link there provided so you can sign up. And it's really easy. It's a simple process. Uh, shout out to Patreon for making that available for creatives. So... I want to thank Aaron Simpkins over at TrueStrengthApparel.com. If you're familiar with Trackstars, he also sponsors Trackstars as well. So I want to give a big shout out to him and thank him for being a supporter of the show. Make sure you head to TrueStrengthApparel.com. They have a new line of ladies clothing out there. So if you're a lady listening to the show, you can head over to True Strength Apparel and get some of that gear. And if you're a guy and you just want to lace your lady with some nice clothes, you can do that as well. So yeah, truestrengthapparel.com. And I also want to shout out to Prophet Josiah over at uh, wordpressstand.com. Um, also known as WordPress Stand. So, and you can check it out also. Um, it's wordpressstand.com or wpstand.com. So uh, if you don't remember, he was actually also featured on a show a little while ago, uh, probably about a month and month and a half ago, I think. And um we talked about WordPress and the different things you can do with it. And uh, he specializes in that kind of website design and security and all that good stuff. So, yeah, go check him out at WPStand.com. And, um, yeah, man, so we'll go ahead and go on to the interview. Uh, this week, like I mentioned, we have Ernest Ricks, Mr. Ricks and Sear as well. He's a, a Trackstars recording artist, and he is a professor. He is a uh, He's actually Dr. Ricks. Uh, Ernest Ricks. So a lot of you don't really know him as that, but yeah, he's a really, really smart guy. And a few months ago, uh, they were talking about on the track stars podcast, they were talking about education for millennials and how that has really impacted the way millennials are able to find work. And so I wanted to get him on the show to talk about it, but then he also talked about his trip over to India. And so I was able to really get some great, great, um, thought-provoking things out of that interview because it went in a direction I didn't expect it to go and it was really really cool so anyway without further ado here is my interview with Mr. Ernest Ricks. Alrighty, welcome back to the Business with Bordeaux podcast. I thank you for joining me for another interview, and this will actually uh, wrap up our February Track Stars interview. And this week we have a good friend of mine, Mr. Ernest Ricks, as y'all might know as Rick Sincere. He is a music artist. A lot of y'all know him from FMG and Track Stars Music, but I would say even more importantly, so he's heavily involved in education. He is actually, uh, he has a doctorate degree. Uh, a lot of folks might not know that. And um, I'll let you expound on exactly what that is because I'm not sure what your doctorate is in. But I do know that, that you and your wife both are, are heavily involved in education. And uh, so, yes, sir. so, yeah, man, if you would give a little background about yourself and what is it that made you want to get involved in education? All right. So um, for me, I started off... Um, Somewhere around college. So I, I was, you know, in high school, I actually grew up as a pretty bad kid. You know what I mean? Like just 
all getting suspended every year, getting kicked out of school, that kind of thing, right? Um, and at one point, I was like, you know what? I, I don't want to. I don't want my parents to have to pay for college for me. I know I was going, but I didn't want them to have to pay for college, and because I didn't want that, you know, I kind of, you know, put my mind to getting a scholarship. That was my whole deal. So around high school, I started, you know, get my mind in the right spot. Um, when I got to college. There was this one professor, you know, I was a computer science major at the time. There was one professor who was um, really heavily into biology. He he was just so good, man. He was he was incredible. He was like one of those type of guys who will make you um, just start rethinking about your life. You know what I mean? He, he told me that everything in biology was about me. So he really shaped and molded kind of what I became in my college career. So because he was so influential, I was like, that's, you know, pretty big to be such an influence on somebody's life. So I thought about that and I, I thought about education and I thought about my bent towards it. And I was like, you know what? This actually may be the route for me. You know, I, maybe I want to be um, a professor. I told him that I want to be just like him. So um, my whole process at that point was I changed my major to biology. And once I did that, I then became, you know, a lot more focused on being a teacher and being a professor. And that, that's what I am now. Awesome, man. Awesome. So how, how about your wife? Doesn't she isn't she an administration or something like that? Yeah, she started off in education as well. She actually started off with this um, organization, Teach for America, right? So Teach for America was, was her bin. Um, actually, initially, she was a business major. She was really heavily involved in that. Um, but then once she got into Teach for America, it, it kind of sparked something in her, you know? She actually wanted to teach the next generation, and, and together, that's our marriage goal. We think that's what we're called to do here, right? Um, the, our purpose for being together is to educate the next generation, and so her whole thought process is she wants to bring in the next generation as well, educate them. Um, but she's starting, you know, where she is, right, in, in elementary. I want to educate the next generation as well. Um, my bend is just more towards college. Right, right. Man, that's awesome, man, to hear um, a married couple kind of have that same goal. And it's like it's like a marriage goal. That's that's super, super cool. I love that, man. I love it. So, um, yeah. So a while back on the actual track star, track stars podcast, there was a conversation about millennials. If anybody wants to go look it up, that was actually, I think the title of the segment and your, your introspect on it was so good. I really wanted to kind of bring it to the show because, uh, for one thing, I know a lot of business majors that I go to school with. Their main thing is I want to hurry up and graduate so I can go find a job. And, yeah. and, I, and I try to express to people that that's not what gets you a job. It's not just graduating. And so I want you to share some of the things that you shared on the show about, you know, what's the best way to utilize college or college years to kind of ensure a better job for yourself in the future. I think the best way to use your college is to to help you to progress and get ready for whatever your future is, whatever God has for you in the future. Right. Um, if you have some time in college, it's really for you to define your skills. It's time for you to get experience. It's really time for you to become the best at whatever you're trying to be. Um, so for me, I wanted to be a researcher and I wanted to be a scientist. I wanted to be a professor at some point. Right. So what did I do? Every you know, what did I do during my time in college? Well, I spent every summer trying my best to get ready for that. You know what I mean? So instead of me just, um, you know, chilling out for the summer, going home, playing video games, I would go and do internships. I would do something that's going to help build my skills. Right. The other thing is I have to find a good mentor because I found a good mentor when I was in college. Somebody who can help me there already am. They are where I want to be. Right. They can kind of set that path for me and kind of help me to make my path a little bit more um, easy to travel. So. Um, what I did was just trying to refine my skills. The whole time in college, the whole time in school, I'm trying my best to, one, um, build my skills and then 
the finishing that degree actually builds your credibility. So if you're spending time in college, then my thing is build up your skills, whatever skill set you you have, build it up, and also create your network. Because a lot of the things that happened for me um, as I went forward was because I had a really good network that I built in college. So build your skills, build your network. And while you're building your skills in your network, then at the end of the day, build your credibility. Because when it's all said and done, you'll at least be able to say, you know what? You should be able to trust my business because you can trust the name attached to my training. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, I agree, man. I I just, like, I'll be honest, last year in college is when I really started to understand okay i need to spend this time connecting with all of these people who have connections and so that and i'm also going to utilize some of them on my show as well like i got my business law teacher he's going to come and talk on the show about what it takes legally to get businesses started stuff like that and so connections to me i feel like is is probably one of the best things you could really do in college is finding those connections and uh yeah Absolutely. So yeah, man, I I love I love that you talked about that. So, what are some things that that what are some some great things that you see from some of your students that are doing? Um, do you have any students that that you see that are kind of on a good guided path as opposed to some who might not be? And what what are those things that you might be seeing that you can share with other people who might be in college or considering college that'll that'll kind of help them out? So a ton of times. Um, as um, because the people who I the people who I mentor are not just my students. You know what I mean. I should have a conversation and talk to a lot of people, a lot of college students about their career path. So um, I've taught majors and non-majors in, in biology. Um, dealing with non-majors, when we have our conversations, I'm I'm really focused on them. You know, defining and re, you know defining their skills while they're doing whatever they're doing, right? And so my goal, I, what my thing to say, or my message to any college student would be. Um, while you're there, right, while you're in college, the people who are using their time the best, right, are those people who are, in that case, building up their network, right, those people who are building their skills, if you're in that situation. Now, it's not just enough, and I want to say this to anybody going to college, it's not just enough to go, right? Going to college is probably the worst decision you can ever make. That's pr- <laughs> that's pretty much a mantra at um, GGC. Right. And, and the reason it's a mantra at my um, particular school is because it makes a ton of sense. Going to college will put you in a ton of debt, right? Um, it'll give you a bunch of stuff that you don't necessarily need in the future, right? It's going to then, you know, waste a lot of your time. You waste a ton of time in class. You waste a ton of time doing everything, right? Going to college is horrible. So if anybody's just thinking about going to college, then you got the wrong mindset. Graduating from college is where the benefit comes. All the people who talk about going right and they haven't seen any benefit from it, it's the people who graduate who can see some of the benefit. The benefit is to have that diploma behind your name, that credibility behind your name. That kind of stuff gives you some credibility. It allows you to to basically not just stand on your own skills, but there's a name that goes before you a little bit. Does that make sense? Yeah, Yeah. So. In my viewpoint, I feel like if you're going to college and you're not focused and you're not, you know, trying to excel, because even if you go and graduate but don't excel while you're there, it's still going to kind of hold you back a little bit. So not only do you go, but you go and you excel, right? When you go, you excel and you think about excelling. You build your skills, you build your credibility, and then at the end of the day, you are whatever you try to be, right? So you'll get a chance to to speak from that aspect and you'll have the stuff behind you to be able to say that. So if I'm going to talk to you, address, um, if 
if I'm going to talk to you and address biology, right, and I'm going to talk to you about something that's going on with the scientific community, if I, I don't really have those sources behind me, you're not going to believe me or I'm going to become less credible. Right, right. Does that make sense? Yeah. So at the end of the day, credibility is what I'm, I'm thinking that you're going to – not thinking, but what I know that you'll be able to get from that type of situation, even if you're starting your own business. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. So um, that, you know – I love uh, I love all that you were just talking about with you know even the credibility behind your name and I think you know on top of that it shows like if if you're not going to start a business and you're going to go into another organization it at least shows your dedication to to complete something because you know I see a lot of people like on their Facebook status they went to like four different colleges and they didn't graduate any of yeah, them yeah, yeah. that just kind of looks bad in in terms of an employer looking at it because it's like well, how do I know they're not just going to start here and then bounce somewhere else? Like as soon as I hire them, but um, but yeah. Man, so let me give you the people who you asked, you asked earlier about people who are um, actually doing well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Who are on the right track? And I believe if you're in school, if you're taking advantage of internship opportunities, if you're excelling in your classes, then you are somebody who are, who's on the right track as far as the decision to go to college. If you're in school and you're getting by. Right. You're just barely getting by. You're there, but you're getting by. Right. In the when it's summertime or when there's a break, you're not taking advantage of any opportunity. Even when you're there, you're not taking advantage of any of the programs that are on campus. Right. You're not in clubs. You're not doing anything. So you're just in college. That person is somebody who's on a bad track and retention rates aren't really high for those type of people. If you don't really buy in and get involved. Yeah, man, I, I, I completely agree with the internship. Uh, situations like I feel like it's super important to to be willing to do some work for free. And if you go back and you listen to the interview that I did with Ryan Righteous, he talked about how that really, really helped him in the beginning stages of radio. And, uh, and yeah. so I love that there's a little bit of consistency and in uh, an agreement and how important it is to go out and do some internships, even if it is for free. So, well, here's the cool part. Some of those internships, this is the part that really got me, bro. It was like, it's the fact that the internships that all internships are not for free, right? right? I didn't do any internships for free. Honestly, everything that I did every summer was really like not only how can I invest in my future money because I, I like to talk about current money and future money, right? Um, it's a perfect situation when you can help your current money and help to build your future money. So when I went on these internships, they would pay. So for the summer, they pay like 2500 then the next uh, one was paying 4000 The next one after that paid 4000 plus benefits. Like every year I'm trying to go to a place that's going to make me money. There are summer internships that will help to make you money, right? So you don't necessarily have to um, just only think about your future money when you're going to internships. You can actually build current money if you go to the right sources. Yeah. Yeah, that's true, man. That's true. There are, uh, there, there are a ton of places that will pay uh, if you're – if you're advertising for for some places, they might pay you, you know, some commissions, and other places might just pay you to be there and work. And uh, and then also not just that, but a lot of times those internships sometimes can lead into actual job opportunities. And um, so that's also True. really cool too. So um, so to to bounce off of that, I wanted to talk a little bit about your experiences, and uh, and, and this might not be entirely business related um specifically in regards to entrepreneurship but i i did want to kind of get your story on how you got involved in going over to india and doing some work over there and um and what and, and what that international uh 
the, the international travel and experience was like because even you know even when you sharing that that could help some entrepreneurs because a lot of entrepreneurs are going to have to do some type of international uh, kind of relations in some way shape or form and so I, I, I'd love man. to hear just just your experience on how it was going from uh, a place like America to going over to India and, and what it was like working with a group of people that you know have different lifestyles than what you have yeah so um it seems for the last two summers um, that I've been going to India. Um, the first summer I went, um, it was really because of a connection with a mentor. And so if you hear me, heard me earlier talk about mentorships and, you know, getting somebody, you know, who you can kind of be under, that situation to, for me to go and have the ability or a chance to teach in India really happened because I had a mentor, right? Um, somebody who was basically like he was in India, he was teaching there for about seven years before I even came. And then when I came along, I asked him about the opportunity. And when it became available, he thought about me and he and he opened that door for me to go. So um, that's why mentors are always, you know, something good because they're already walking that path for you. So, um, man, going to India was my first time leaving the country, bro. First time. Wow. Like I, up until that point, I had never left the country. And so I was actually um, I'm leaving the country to do work. And what's going on over there is I'm teaching the Tibetan monks um, because of an, you know, a decree from the Dalai Lama. Um, he basically wanted the monks um, to learn about science. He wanted them to um, get a view or, or understanding of coming up, a way to come up with answers. So for the monks, a lot of times when they have um, questions, right, they normally debate about it. And if you've ever, if you kind of follow me, you've seen some of my pictures debating with people, right? Um, but they make a practice of debating all the time. So these Tibetan monks, they debate all of the time. Um, and so general, generally, when it's time to answer huge questions, they debate about it, as opposed um, to being able to you know, experiment and find the answers to some of those questions. Because some of the stuff they believe to us would seem extremely far-fetched. Um, right, but right. at the same time, um, there is a way for them to get some of their answers. Like, I'll give you an example. Um, when I'm there, they believe that if you leave a leather belt in a room for a long t- period of time, it'll turn into a frog and leave the room. <laughs> no lie. To us, seems right? absurd, but I guess for that them, seems, it's, that yeah. seems crazy, right? But it's stories passed on, passed on, where they've seen certain things turn into other things, and when they see those things turn into something, right? Then you know they're like, well, not seen it, but when they've heard, heard about that, there's been nothing to debunk that. Science for us is a way to debunk things that, you know, we may not believe is true. Now, is there a way for them to find out the truth? There is through experimentation. Or we can just debate about it for a really long time, right? <laughs> so the Dalai Lama kind of <laughs> sees that, right? And he opens up the, the door for them to learn more about science. Now, let me say this. If, as they're getting more and more into science, I guarantee you the discoveries that's going to come out of that camp will be huge because they don't spend a lot of time with the distractions that we do. So being over there was cool because it's a simpler life, right? Um, I'm not watching TV all day, right? Even though I, you know, I try to bring my, my phone so I can have something to do. But <laughs> you're not watching TV all day. You're not in there all day, right? Like, um, I mean, that's not what they're doing. What they're doing most of the time is educating themselves. So for the most part, they're... And I tell you, the schedule is really cool. You get up, you have breakfast. Then we go to class um, for about two or three hours. Then we get a well, actually, it's an hour and a half, and then you get a break. So they do like a tea break or a coffee break, something we don't do out here a lot, right? We just kind of work through. 
right. they do a scheduled break. So that scheduled, um, you know, break where you get to drink coffee or drink tea, and they normally drink tea a lot. I was just drinking milk, yo, straight milk, and I didn't. It was funny because I was like, yo, why am I getting bigger out here if there's no meat right now? <laughs> and it's <laughs> and it's really because. I'm drinking milk straight from the cow. Like, we go and get our 1% milk, right? Nah, this is straight full fat milk. And I'm putting sugar in it because I'm stupid. Dang. So, so, that, so, so was that the issue with the Smedium Challenge? <laughs> was that it? No, no, no. No, okay, no, that wasn't okay. it. There's a, there's a whole bunch of other excuses I can give for that. But <laughs> I'm trying to help you out, brother, man. But <laughs> in that case, right, um, you know, I'm, I'm dealing, and it's really fun over there, right? Um, so you would think. Everybody think monks are like, you know, they're boring, they don't say nothing. That's not true at all. Right. These monks are, are incredibly fun to be around. It's just like being around a whole bunch of 20 to 30-year-olds, right, who just who are extremely <laughs> hilarious, right, extremely right. hilarious. And so um, the funny, so when I'm over there, I got a chance to teach. Um, so after, after that break, you go to lunch. You have, after lunch, you have another class. It's, it goes for an hour and 30 minutes, and then it's another break, and then another hour and 30 minutes. At the end of the day... You spend like, I don't know, um, either somewhere around eight hours or so just throughout the day, just in class learning. And then when you're not um, learning, then, you're, you know, you're on tea or you're eating. At the, at the end of that, you go home and, and then they just reflect on what we've taught them. You know what I mean? And so or they, you know, or they go home, get a break and then they come right back and debate. They debate every night from about I want to say they start at about eight or nine until about um, 11 or 12. So wow. they're debating every night. It's an intellectually stimulating situation. Um, so to watch some of their debates is crazy because these monks, when they're in class, they're so cool. Like, they chill. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's almost like you can say, it's, it's like when you say something and they just bow. They, they bow and then they walk away because they have high respect for their teachers, which right. is so cool. But then at the end of it, right, like when they start debating each other, man, they come out. They push each other. They're pushing each other down they're yelling at each other screaming Dang. like like they <laughs> their whole personality changes yo i'm like i'm like yo who is this and i i did i said you know what i really like this debate situation i'm gonna make them debate in class <laughs> i'm gonna actually debate in class so, so did that spark class, debate fuel they, it, <laughs> i'm gonna tell you what it did do it helped me to debate with sean a little bit okay better nice because up until that point, Sean's just saying stuff, and I'm just getting watched, right? <laughs> but then, when I when I went to India, I'm watching. You know what I mean? I'm I'm watching the way they act and the way they move when they're trying to make a point. So, <laughs> but you're not pushing the so, shoving Sean and yelling at him, are you? No, no, I'm not. I'm <laughs> okay. not. I'm not pushing him and yelling at him. I just, I'm just a little bit more aggressive than I used to be. <laughs> I'm more sincere about it. So, I'm more sincere about it, yo. Damn. Straight up, that conviction is real. So, I feel like at the end of the day, man. Um, being in that, being in India opened up a lot for me. Um, it allowed me to engage with another culture, right? I actually got a chance to um, go back and forth and actually have a debate about my religion a little bit, right? Um, because they wanted to know about the creation of the earth. So for them, they have, um, you know how we have PhD, so I'm a PhD here. I'm an authority in whatever I'm doing, right? Yeah. On the flip side, they have something like PhDs, right? Um, it's like geishas. Or, or I think it's yeah I think it's geisha something like that that's that's what they call it but it's not like you know the other thing that people know about <laughs> it's different but it's like <laughs> it's different <laughs> I'm probably saying it wrong but it's different but um, they have 
basically PhDs, right, in, in their studies. Right. And so they took them and made them go back and forth in the conversation with us. So while we're talking, you know, they're, they're bringing up the creation of the earth, and I'm telling them about, I'm actually in this point, I'm saying, you know what, because they're asking me about the Big Bang Theory, and as a scientist, what I feel about it. And I'm saying, honestly, I don't subscribe to that. I subscribe to Jesus and, and how, um, in his story of creation. I subscribe to my Bible and his story of creation. And so um, at that chance, I get a chance to share my faith with, you know, people way across the world. I also got a chance to perform, which was crazy. My oh, mentor, nice. he, yeah, he's, he's funny, yo, he's funny. So he's like, um, he's like, yo, because in, in that situation, I can fully be myself. So out here, you know, I'm teacher when I'm at school and then I'm, you know, Rickson said when I'm on the show, but there I can be all in one. So I'll teach you something and then I'll come in and, um, and rap. You feel what I'm saying? Right. Like, for instance, right before our final exam, I did full throttle. Right. And I used it as a way to think going into your final exam. Oh, OK. So in that situation, you know what I mean? I'm like, yo, when you go to study, go full throttle. When you go take this test, give me everything you've got. So I can I can do both. The, the, the duality there allows me to just kind of be everything that I want to be. So or at that case, it's just the fact that they don't really know me like that and they won't post this on you know Twitter. <laughs> it, it's cool. So at the end of the day, man, um, being there was extremely awesome. Um, it was different, though, because I can't drink the water there. Right. So you can't drink the water. Um, you can't eat any street food. So, because you'll get sick, and I've seen some people get sick. Um, it, it's it's really tough. You don't want to wind up in a hospital or anything like that. So it was just it was a different culture altogether. But at the end of the day, man, they were awesome. They were really really nice to me. So it was cool. Cool, cool, man. So I wanted to jump back real quick. Um, you were talking about the breaks that they take. Yeah. D- do you notice that? And you know, there's there's a lot of different factors from obviously our culture here and the culture uh there but i'm just curious like did, did you notice in yourself that having those little breaks increased productivity i think it did honestly um because i knew i had something to look forward to so for instance we have a three-hour class which is funny because I, I teach three-hour classes right now and i never give my students a break which is stupid um <laughs> Which I, I should, you know, honestly. I mean, I try to, you know, I try to put it in every now and again, but it's not something I can count on. Um, it's not something they can count on, which is something I practice I should change. Um, but in that situation, right, you work up to that hour um, in 30 minutes, and you know that that's a, a break. They're looking forward to it. As a teacher, you're looking forward to it um, because it gives you a chance to refuel. You go out, you get some tea, you do whatever, you come right back, and then you're, you're ready to go. So, yeah, I think it increased productivity because I know that I'm, I don't have to sit here for three straight hours. I don't, right? Um, I only have to endure for the hour and 30 minutes before I get a chance to just, you know, relax and release and then come back for another um, short amount of time. So I think, it, yeah, it did increase productivity by a ton, honestly. Oh, yeah. I remember back whenever I was in uh, in community college for our three-hour – I had a couple three-hour classes, and we took uh, two breaks. We took two 10-minute breaks on the hour mark. And, um, yeah. and, and it helped us because like when we started getting tired, we knew, okay, I only have to endure five more minutes before break. And so I can do that. Yep. Whereas you're 50 minutes in and you're thinking, I still got two hours and 10 minutes. And, uh, right. but, you know, you know, I, I just wanted to mention that I think a lot of times, uh, with, you know, with a lot of small business owners, we can forget to take breaks. 
And, and that's why yeah. when you said that, I thought it was very, um, I wanted to bring it, bring that back up because I think it, it is super important to have breaks. And, uh, especially with a long stretch of period, because, uh, cause I heard, and I don't know if you can verify this, verify this or not, you being a scientist, but I heard that our bodies are, or can only kind of sit still for like 20 minutes before we have to readjust. No, when, when you see those numbers, those are really, um, attention numbers. So how long can you, um, your, your ability to pay attention, you know what I mean? Okay. Without getting distracted. So that it's more so about that than, you know, about we, we can't sit for this amount of time. It's just the average. I think the numbers you're looking at are just the average amount of attention span, um, of an, a normal adult, which is something okay. as a teacher, I pay attention to. Right. Gotcha. So, or or uh, as pastors should probably pay attention attention to. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> For real, man. I, I actually told my pastor that I was like, I mean, obviously, <laughs> you know, the twenty minute mark, funny, you start bro. looking around and everybody's kind of moving and they're, you know, trying yep. to get readjusted. And I heard from I don't know if he's a physical therapist or what, but somebody at one point told me it was a it was a body positioning thing. But you know, I guess also you know, uh, focusing attention too, it, it makes sense because you know when you're watching something for so long, you know you start getting a little fidgety and you got to move and you got to kind of re refocus. That's so. real. Yo, I, I did want to say one, one thing about the whole Indian thing that was, and I, I've been wanting to tell the universe about this and tell anybody ready to listen, right over there. It was, it was my first time really having to watch out for worshiping a God. Oh, wow. It was my, it was my first time that I really had to pay attention to it. And not like, you know, how pastors will say, um, if you washing your car on a Sunday before church and you do it all the time, then you worship in that car. Not like that. I'm talking about like there's an actual other God that they actually worship, right? That you are put in a position to pay homage to and you have to watch out for that. And right. so when I came in and here's, here's why I have to watch out for it. So I came in um and we go into their temple actually right, the first year i stayed in on um, the monastery so I, I stayed there the entire time and so and there you know it's, it's about buddha right um and so when i'm there when i'm um when i was a ton of other guys it's not just him but it's a ton of other guys there so while i'm there though when we go into the we're visiting we're going from monastery to monastery to visit right um so temple to temple as we walk in we can see all kind of stuff. There's all type of guys everywhere, but they um, they give you something to go over your neck. When they give you um, this, you know, piece of material to go over your neck, you're supposed to then take that material and then put it over um, one of the gods that you want to send a request to. Oh wow! Right. And so if you're if you're not religious, like if you're not religious, or this doesn't mean anything to you, then you're like, yo, you're cool. It sounds fun. All right, pick a guy. All right, what does this guy do? <laughs> And then, no, seriously, there's like a plethora of gods there, right, and they're right. saying, this god is the god of wisdom and knowledge. This god is the god of understanding. This god is the god of, you know, care and concern. And this god is the god of kindness and love, right? And so you're like, cool. So as you're going through, you're saying, all right, this god is cool. So you take your, your thing, your piece of material, or cloth, and you put it, you know, in front of that god and give them a request. And so when, when they give me, you know, the piece of material, right, they're like, okay, where do you want to place it? And so I'm like, I can't participate in this right? because this isn't, you know, this isn't what I'm about, right? And, but I'm in a foreign country, right? They're, you know, paying for meal and board and everything. They're doing, you know, everything for me, and they're being nice enough to take me on this tour, right? So at that point, 
my dilemma became how do I be nice in this situation and let them know I can't participate in it. Right. right. And so I just I just gave the piece of cloth back to them, right? But up until that point, um, you know, I don't want you to have any other guys before me and all that kind of stuff, right? That those words that are in the Bible was never so real to me as instead of being there watching other people worship other guys for real. You know what I mean? I guess it's different here in America. That became blatant to me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, you kind of have more of the freedom to just kind of walk out of the situation. Right. And you don't I don't really see a lot of people here in America. And maybe it's just me. I mean, I, I normally stay ignorant to stay blissful. So I, I, I kind of, you know, I look away, I guess, when people are worshiping other guys fully here. I don't really see it that much. Yeah. And I don't know if it's just a me situation. But I just don't see it as much here in that situation. I was able to see people worship other guys really dedicate their entire lives to them because to them, that is the truth. You know what I mean? And so, and then they would really get insulted if I were to, you know, insult their God. Right. And, and, and at that point it became real. It became real. Um, the walk that, um, that I have, the, the walk that I have, the relationship with God that I have is all right here. It, it, it was somewhat being tested in that case. And so it was, it's a different situation and being in another country brought that to full light. How God is saying it, it's not I'm not these are not just words in the Bible. I, I'm really letting you know that there are people all across the world worship other gods. Um, and I'm asking you to make sure that you, you know, st- stay loyal. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. That's that's good stuff. And um, and I just want to uh, kind of remind the listeners that, you know, probably listening, trying to figure out how this you know involves business. I think this is a huge deal because, one, this show is geared toward Christian business owners. Yeah. And it's it's really important to understand that, you know, if you're doing business, even if it's here in America and you're doing it with a person of a different faith and you're in a situation where it might be rounding time for them to participate in whatever kind of religious activity they do, it, you know, it, it might put you in an awkward position. And especially, right. especially like, for example, uh, a, a friend of ours, a mutual friend, uh, you know, Camille Grant, she is uh, Sean David Grant's sister, who was also on yep. the show. You know, she, she told me a little while ago, she had a friend that she went to school with and she was over at her house or no, they were somewhere out in public and it was coming time for them to, to pray, um, you know, toward Mecca to, I'm not sure exactly the full entire scope sure. there, but anyway, but you know, for them to pray and there was no quiet area around for them to do so. So Camille offered her, her, her house, her apartment as a place for her to do that in peace. And even though she didn't participate, she said it felt kind of, you know, it felt a little bit strange because, you know, that's not what she does and that's not what she believes. And so even if you're a business owner and you have an office, and you have somebody of another faith come into your office, you know, it is a real question to ask, what would you do if somebody of the Muslim faith was in your office? What if you didn't even know they were Muslim and they came in, you started talking business and all of a sudden they said, Hey, it's, it's around my prayer time. You know, it, it, are you okay if I, you know, do my prayer time here in your office? And yeah. so I really appreciate that you actually, you know, kind of went into that. I haven't had a chance to really talk about this because it hasn't been a relevant in conversation, but uh, it is interesting though, man, to, to, to know that you were in a situation like that to where you had to make sure that, you know, even though this was a trip for you to go and teach monks, 
with your profession, what it is that you do, and you know your yeah. quote business for you know as a Christian first, that comes first. Yeah, so, it does. The funny part, this happens to to regular business owners all the time. It just doesn't look as blatant as like um a, a God. You know what I mean? Right. Sometimes it looks like, hey, let's do our business meeting at the strip club, and then it puts you in a situation. As a Christian, you get put in situations like that. And as a Christian business owner, you get put in situations like some people said that the strip club is a new golf course. Oh, wow. Where a lot more deals are getting done there as opposed to on the golf course. You know what I mean? Because it's a new wave. It's a new wave. And so it's actually, you know, a situation might occur like that. The question is, what do you do? How do you deal? Um, And how do you make your stance? And so um, for me to get along in that case, I would have just, you know, did it. But... It's, I have less consequences for not doing it. I didn't actually know how they would take it when I, you know, when I just said I can't participate. Right. But I had to take that risk, you know, to say, look, you know, I, I, I can't participate in this practice. I really can't. Um, and so, yeah, for business owners, it's when you have to make a decision um, about something that seemingly to the rest of the people involved, it seems like nothing, you know. It seems like just a normal activity. Um it's during that situation is where you actually um, have to kind of make a stance and hmm, it, it gets weird and uncomfortable. I'll say that. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I, I could understand that, you know, honestly, you know, I haven't been put into that position before, but you know, thankfully what I currently do, I'll mainly be dealing with, you know, Christians. <laughs> so just based around the, the, the whole entire model of, of, of what I'm trying to do. But, you know, there's a lot of people out there right now that have little businesses. And, um, so, I mean, whether it's, you know, you have a, a auto shop or, you know, if you're trying to go into becoming a lawyer, I mean, whatever it is, there's a lot of things that you have to face from a morality issue. And, uh, that can conflict with your, uh, with your, uh, your faith system and, and your you know belief in Christ and, and, you know, just walking on your faith every day. And so um, I'm really, really glad we were able to actually talk about that because I feel like for some people that'll be helpful and it'll get, you know, it, 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 it get our minds thinking to when we're put in that kind of position, what is it that we will be prepared to do? And, um, you know, and you were talking about like, you know, strip clubs being the new uh, golf club, you know, it might not go straight to that. A lot of times it might build up to it. So you might go True. to a place like Hooters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying it's not like that blatant but you still have these small little things that are get thrown in your face and and as a as a business owner you're thinking okay I kind of really need this deal because it's going to be a really really good deal but you know you still have things you got to focus and here's the sad yeah. thing is 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 there's also other you know other quote Christian business owners or businesses that might still put you in situations that are bad because maybe for them it's not. That's real. That's real. My um, my, one of my, it was funny. One of my mentors uh, put me. In, well, he didn't really put me in a situation, but it felt like one. Uh, he wanted to kind of meet up at a place down here called um, Twin Peaks, and so Twin Peaks out here is just like Hooters. You know what I mean? Okay. I mean, we have Hooters here, but Twin Peaks is just like Hooters. It's the same thing, um, pretty much. And so, in that situation. You know, I had to be like, yo, my wife has put a ban on Hooters and anything associated. <laughs> so, so, so I'm like, I'm like, yo, I, I can't make that move. And that's embarrassing to say, honestly, right, right, um, yeah. to another man. It's, it's like, I mean, you want to say, hey, hey, bro, like, you know, because we both married. So you want right. to be like, yo, we can't do that. Um, 
But then it's like, hey, it's nothing, man. We just go there and get some wings, man. What's the what's the problem? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, you the wings are good, but um, I can't. <laughs> you know what I mean? Now, how do you know the wings are good? <laughs> how do I know the wings are good? Because before I got married, <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> before I got married, I went there and had the wings, so I I know they're good, right? <laughs> I'm guessing you didn't have Sean David Grant with you. No, no, no. Sean wasn't with me at the time. Um. I'm, I could tell you, I could drop some names right nah, now to tell nah, you. Nah, we're good, been with man. Me. We're good. We want to stay right, on track. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> we want to stay on track. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. We'll stay on track. We'll, we'll, we'll go full throttle on the track that we're on. So. Dope, dope, dope. <laughs> All right, man. Well, um, that was good, man. That was good. I feel like, you know, a lot of the conversations I have are a lot about business strategy and stuff. And so uh, this, this conversation went in a totally kind of a different direction in a fantastic way from what I even expected, man. So I, I think it was awesome. And, um, and I appreciate you being on here, man. I appreciate it. And, you know, so even going from, I think we covered two big, huge areas just to kind of round it out. And, uh, in the first area was, you know, the, I, which I mean, we didn't talk a whole lot about it, but I feel like it's important is the whole mentorship. Um, yeah. it wasn't something that I had intended to bring it up, but yeah, having that mentor, um, and whatever it is that you're doing is good. Uh, if you're in college, finding internships yeah. and, um, you know, because you, you want to have some experience in the industry that field that you want to go into. And so, I mean, I'll be honest, you know, like kind of part of my internship that I'm still doing is, is at track stars and, mm. um, and I'm still doing stuff at track stars where I'm, yeah. I'm still asking, you know, Sean and Ryan and those who have been kind of doing some of this stuff for a while. So I still have my own personal um mentors and internships so that actually resonates with me as well and um and then also and then jumping over to the whole you know walking out your faith in situations where uh opportunities might lead you and, and you have to kind of put yourself in check to see you know is this something i'm willing to do is this something that the holy spirit leads me is going to you know be be cool with me doing so yeah um, so, yeah, man, those are some, uh, I think those are probably three of the very, very powerful things that went on here in this discussion, man. And I, I and really definitely do... telling people to maximize their college time. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. And, um, you know, I, I've spoke to some people that, you know, they, they went to college and then they ended up leaving for whatever reason, whether it's they didn't feel like that's where God wanted them to go. And, yeah. Um, you know, that, that's a whole entire another discussion and, and, you know, cause that, you know, that, that brings up some things mainly, you know, student loan debt. Cause a lot of us have student loan debt. Yeah. And, uh, so, so yeah, man, just the question of college in general could be a whole entire topic, whether or not people should go to college for what reasons, but yeah, man. So, um, that's, so that's you, my thing at the end of the day. I think, I think there is, and this is something you talked about too, but I think there is a group of people who don't have to go. You know what I mean? Right, There's right. people who don't have to go for them. Um, you know, college may not truly benefit them, but that's not the large portion of the, the of the um, population. That's not a large portion of the population. Right. Though there are a few select people who have those great stories where they didn't go, right? But and it's I mostly mean, entrepreneurs who yeah can't really be taught because like because what I heard somebody say a very influential person in business and entrepreneurship Gary Vaynerchuk, he said that a lot of times schools in colleges are still in the industrial revolution age. So it's a lot of it's like, you know, here's the way it needs to be done. Here's the method. Here's the processes. Here's the steps. 
And uh, and so for a lot of people that's going into work with other companies, other businesses, or they're going working, you know, other than for themselves, it's very beneficial because you're learning all that stuff. But not everybody is a Mark Zuckerberg or Steve Jobs. That's real. Like that's, that's everybody wants saying. to be. Well, not everybody, but a lot of people want to be. But it's a hard road. It's a it's a really 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 hard road. And um and there's a whole entire economics theory behind that that I want to discuss one of these days. But but yeah, man. And going back to like Ryan uh, Ryan Ratchis, who was on the the first Track Stars um podcast for for this show. You know, he he actually I don't think we covered it in the show or not, but you know he started to go back to school for entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. And then he realized, well, that's not really going to help me. Like, I mean, you know, getting a master's in entrepreneurship isn't really going to help me be an entrepreneur. It's the becoming the practitioner of it. So, it's, yeah, it's always tough, man. Yeah. It's always tough. It's yeah. always tough. Um, some people decide not to go back. Some parts of that's laziness. And some people, if you feel like it's not going to help you, because you know that it won't help you. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, because, you know, you've been there, you've seen the classes, and you know based on what, you've, what you're being taught it won't help you, then that's one thing. But if you're assuming that it won't help you based on what you think you want to do, right, um, then I can't always say that that's the absolute truth. Right. So, um, like I said, there, there are some people who don't need it. And if you're one of those people and, and God has really shown you a path for your success that's different from this path, then take that path. Because right. that's a God-ordained path. If you don't have a God-ordained path, right, uh, or a God-ordained path on college, then you should be um, thinking about furthering your education um, and, and making sure that your dreams and your goals are kind of, you know, put into something. And you've made some investment, and that investment is a college education. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I completely agree. And, um, you know, de- definitely, definitely good points that you pointed out there. So, um so, yeah, man, like I said, uh, you know, this is going to wrap up the Track Stars Business with Bordeaux, a little short, se- well, I guess I could call it a series, but um, yeah, man, but before we let you go, if you would, just uh, let us know how we can get in touch with you, let us know about uh, your music, because, you know, we actually didn't talk about anything about your music, man. Nah, not but- at all, man, um, <laughs> which is cool. Uh- <laughs> Which is cool. This is um, actually this seems more like an interview for Ernest Ricks, right? Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> but it's cool. Um, so if you want to get in contact with me, you can always do it through Twitter, Instagram, um, at Born Sincere Seven. Um, if you want to find me on Facebook, you can just you can like my uh, Rick Sincere page. Um, it's there. Um, and if you want to follow me, um, really, you'll be following me and my wife. It's Ernest and Crystal Ricks. That's on Facebook. Um, and then uh, outside of that, man, if you want to connect in any way, shape, or form, you know, you'd always get get at me through Track Stars. Um, you know, open yeah, lines of communication on this on this side, man. Yeah, and you got a single, Full Throttle. That yeah, yeah, Full get. Throttle single, and they can buy the t-shirts, man. Yeah. The t-shirts are out right now. I was getting ready to say through the Patreon for for the patron for the business with Bordeaux show, uh, Aaron Simpkins over at True Strength Apparel, right? Yeah, yeah, Aaron Simpkins is the man, bro. Straight up, I want to tell everybody who's listening. That dude is incredible. I mean, the stuff that the the quality of the t-shirts that he sent out to me, the design on the t-shirt for you, that's sick, bro. Yeah, man. So my dude's nice, man. He's nice across the board. He got the performance tees too. So, um, and it's funny because I'm like, we talked, and I just became a spokesperson for him. Just like that is what I do now. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you, man. It's the same way, and it's weird because you know, 
Um, you know, I found him through track stars and, and then, you know, we linked up and, uh, and yeah, man, it's been a good relationship and, uh, you know, I, I've been working with him with some shirts and stuff and, uh, and other ideas. And so, yeah, man, it, it's been super cool, man. So y'all head over to true and, and they can get that shirt at true strength com, right? Definitely. Definitely. Okay, cool. So y'all head over there and, uh, and you know, I call it community economics, group economics, support great Christian businesses and true strength apparel is one of them. And, um, and can they get your, um, where, where can they get your single at? They can get my single almost anywhere. You can listen to it on Spotify. You can go to iTunes. Um, if if you're like, you know, you know what? I don't feel like supporting him right now with my money. Let me just hear it. <laughs> yeah. Then you can go. <laughs> then you can go on uh, Trackstar SoundCloud, or you can go on Rapzilla SoundCloud. It's on their website as well. Um, so I mean, it's almost available. Anything that you're looking to, you know, pick up, you can get it. You can get it through almost any of those networks. Um, I even believe Amazon. So. Okay. Just wherever you want to go, pick it up. You can go ahead and grab it, um, download it, listen to it. Let me know how you feel. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Well, on that note, brother, we're going to let you go. We appreciate you being here on the Business with the Bordeaux podcast, man. Love it, man. Business with Bordeaux, son. This is the new move. If you're doing anything with your life, you want to go through Business with Bordeaux, man. You want to hear this great wisdom coming from all the people who come on this show and from my man right here, yo. He is that dude, yo. Bordeaux is the dude. <laughs> Jason is that dude, straight up. Yeah, I appreciate it, brother, man. We're going to... Uh... We're going to make sure we post a link up for uh, for all the, the T-shirts and everything on the businesswithbordeaux.com. And, uh, and yeah, man, so we'll, we'll see you, man. Dope, brother. All right. righty. That was the interview with Ernest Ricks. So make sure you check him out. He's over there on Twitter at BornSincere7. And he's pretty active on there, so you can you can find him and contact him. And um, and I want to thank him for being on the show. You know, he's a very busy man, as well as uh, most of our guests that are on the show. So I really want to thank everybody who takes the time out to sit down and and talk about these uh, what I feel are very important things for young people to to succeed in their career aspirations, to start a business, to become an entrepreneur, whether it's for profit or non profit, whatever it is. And I, and I really hope it is bringing some value to you. So, um, so yeah, man, that, uh, that was the interview and I had a great time talking to him and I hope you got something out of it. And next week we have a guest who was introduced to me from Lavoisier Cornerstone. Uh, his name is Gavin Evans and he runs his own business as a contractor with Lowe's. And so it's really the first person I've had on the show that hasn't really had any um, CHH affiliation. Most people I've had on the show so far have been somehow connected to music. And so this was really exciting for me because, you know, this is not a music business podcast, even though we will cover a lot of that stuff in the show. But this is also for anybody who's in uh, the manual labor field or anybody who wants to create a service of some type to sell to people. You know, anything like that is what I really want to cover on the show. So uh, so next week, like I said, Mr. Gavin Evans, and it was a really great conversation. I really hope you're able to check it out. And I thank you for listening to the show uh, so far. I'd love to know your thoughts. If you wanted to head over to iTunes and leave a review or a rating, that would be phenomenal. Just, uh, just make sure it's honest. If it's not five-star, don't give me five-star give me three star, one star, whatever it is. I want complete honesty. And I want to thank our patrons for supporting the show. 
Mr. Aaron Simpkins over at TrueStrengthApparel.com. You know, go check out the gear that he has. He has some great stuff over there that is for men, women, and you know, he's got hats, beanies, hoodies, shirts, pants, etc. So go check that out. And I also want to thank uh, WordPress Stan at WPStan.com. He uh, he specializes in WordPress designs websites so uh, you can go and ask me some questions on all that good stuff and the links will be provided for you on the description for the show so you can easily access their websites and check them out and i want to thank you the listener for tuning into the show every week uh the show seems to be growing like one or two people every week which is really really cool and so you know i want to thank for everybody who is sharing it with friends, it's it's phenomenal, and um, and I really appreciate the love. But most importantly, I really want to make sure this is providing quality content. I say that all the time because I don't want to waste your time with the show if it doesn't help in some way, shape, or form. So that's that's what I'm here for. That's what I really, really want to do to provide valuable content to those who listen because time is valuable. You're taking the time to listen to it, and I, I really, really appreciate it. So anyway, this is the end of the Track Stars February month of the Business with Bordeaux podcast. Uh, the first week we had Sean Grant. Second week, oh no, sorry. First week we had Ryan Righteous from Track Stars. Second week we had Sean Grant. Last week we had Mr. Derek Myers. And then this week, Ernest Ricks. So I hope you've enjoyed it, and I appreciate you taking the time to check it out. Next week. We have Mr. Gavin Evans, so if you're in any kind of manual labor field or trying to create a business in that type of area of uh, in the market, then it'll be a great show for you to check out. It might give you some pointers and tips, but even if you're not, he had some other great things to share because his actual business partner is not a Christian, and so we talked about that a little bit. So anyway, I hope you tuned in to check it out, and I thank you for hanging out with me this week. And see you next week.